Welcome to In Review, the podcast where Ryan and myself, Jesse, watch a film that either neither of us have seen or at least one of us haven't seen. So, today, in our third episode, we bring to the table a classic film, so I'm told. I mean, well, I think a classic is it's a long shot, right? Like, if you're going to say... I mean, you said Sneakers was a classic film. It is. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but okay. Disagree. Uh, all right. Anyways, so I think before we give them the title, which obviously we've clicked on a link here, I know the title. But let's let's talk about how we got there. So, okay, 80s films was yes. where we started. Right. Because, uh, well, Jesse, when were you born? 87. Okay. No way. Yeah. We're only a year apart from each other. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I really thought that you were younger than that. Nope. Okay. Well, all right. So we started talking about 80s films, and I assumed, which is like, obviously we're learning right now, wasn't the best part of me, <laughs> uh, that uh, you hadn't seen a lot of 80s films, so we started listing them. So we said Top Gun. Right. Which you I have. You've seen it. Because essentially, listeners, Jesse's seen a billion times more movies than I have, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find a movie that Jesse hasn't seen is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Or uh, a needle in a stack of needles. Needle in a stack of needles. Where's that from? Saving Private Ryan. Thank you. See. Also Tom Hanks. Okay, we're going back to that. <laughs> uh, all right, um, so we did... Top Gun does not have Tom Hanks. No, the quote. Yes. A needle in a stack of needles. Yes, but you said also Tom Hanks. No, that's what I meant. He said that. Oh, also Tom Hanks said... Said that line. Okay. My bad. All right. Task at hand. (laughs) (laughs) Top Gun. You've seen, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And no man should be ashamed of the volleyball scene watching that. No man should be ashamed. That's what we should, as men, aspire to achieve. That's true. There is a beauty that they obtain. Okay, don't go too far into it. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, what other 80s films? Oh, I wanted to make sure you had seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Which, yes, obviously. Uh, clearly one of the best ever. Uh, you brought up Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. John Candy, Steve Martin. Brilliant. Shower Ring Salesman. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> so good. The only Thanksgiving Day film that I know of. Oh, that's like based around Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, I want to say in the depths of my, my backlog of my brain, there's something else I've seen that's Thanksgiving related, but I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay, so uh, more iconic 80s films. We talked about The Labyrinth. Yep, Labyrinth. You've seen that? Yep. Um, and it, I'm going to break some glass for you listeners out there. If you have watched The Labyrinth, or if you haven't watched The Labyrinth, the next time you watch it, I'm going to ruin it for you. There are random zoom-ins of David Bowie's crotch all throughout the film. And they make no sense. There's no reason for it. It's not like there's a puppet waist height when they do it. Just to clarify, his pants are on. You don't actually see his crotch. Okay. (laughs) But you're right. Yes. All right. So uh, that was Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, 
What what were some of the other '80s films that we were talking about? I think what we were doing was, as you were talking about each of these films in particular, everything that you said, I was listening to. I was like, okay, so this, this, this. I started to see a through line because nearly everything was like John Hughes after a while, and I know that like we went back and forth on that, and I think. I don't know what it was. I was trying to remember one that I hadn't seen, and I forgot what was it. Well, when we were doing the previous, uh, the previous episode, we talked about weird science, and we landed on weird science. Yeah. As being episode three, so right. surprise, weird science is the one that we're going to watch today. Yay! Woo! But how we got there was this: we wanted to watch weird. Uh, I wanted him to watch weird science. He's never seen it. Right. Quite pumped about him watching it, actually, but. Um, I asked you if you had ever seen Sixteen Candles. That's what, yeah. And you, you said no, which granted you're a guy. So, yeah. Sixteen Candles is not like every dude's like yoga. You want to, you want to come over? We'll play some Nintendo and watch Sixteen Candles. Whoa. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen. Night made. <laughs> However, from an iconic '80s perspective, well, where, where we got from two Sixteen Candles was I asked. Breakfast Club. Yes. And you said yes. You've seen yes. Breakfast Club. And I was uh-huh. like, okay. I was like, other iconic John Hughes films. And I said, Pretty in Peak, 16 Candles. Right. You said, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had Smalley Ringwald, though. I mean, sure. Fine. Yeah. And they're kind of girly. Uh, not that that's an issue, but, you know. Right. We were just, we were, we were going through this little catalog, this list. This is my favorite part. I'm going to go ahead and tell this. As we discussed all of these wonderful films that I haven't seen yet, we were curious because we knew we were going to watch Weird Science. We both thought to ourselves, who did that movie? Like, we neither of us could answer the question. So, obviously, I go to look it up, and we just talked about Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, and all these other John Hughes, Breakfast Club, all these John Hughes films. And we go, I look up Weird Science, come to find out, John Hughes did it. John Hughes. He wrote and directed the film. And we were like, this is too perfect. Too perfect. So that's why we chose it. Uh, The cool thing about John Hughes is uh, he defined a whole generation, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, his films are easily watchable and enjoyable. It's not like it's super artsy, but they are quite iconic. I mean, Breakfast Club... Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. Um, 16 Candles, obviously we can't talk about that because you've never seen it. Let's right. talk about Weird Science, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> John Hughes wrote and directed this film. Mm-hmm. Jesse, it's your goal to not know a lot about it. You've seen the cover of Weird Science. Yes. You know it's a John Hughes film. Right. And that's pretty much it. So tell me what you think, why they're calling it Weird Science. Okay. Now, everybody, believe me when I tell you, I've never seen this. I haven't looked it up. I just am about to go completely off the reservation here, possibly. From what I remember seeing this as like a kid, the poster and like the cover at Blockbuster, I remember thinking or gathering, and you can, don't correct me if I'm wrong. In this case. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it's about, like, 
maybe two high school students who have some kind of science fair project, whatever, coming up, and they stumble upon some kind of way to create a really attractive woman who they ultimately can't control or think they can at first, but then glitches or melts down or does something crazy and they're trying to keep her from like running loose and I don't know about terrorizing strictly (laughs) but going you know and causing mayhem in whatever fashion that may look like so don't interesting okay don't yeah don't tell me if I'm right or wrong because I'm actually cure I'm I just don't want to know. Like, that's all I know. Okay, okay. Now, there are two actors in this film that are not main actors, or at least not, like, the, the two main actors that the movie focuses on. Um, would you like to know who they are? No. no are no. you sure? I don't want to know. They're going to pop up, and you're probably going to freak out. You sure you don't want me to warn you? I like the surprise, though. Okay. Do you remember how happy... Well, well you, yeah, I think when, you were kind of upset, but happy. I mean, the fact that you didn't tell me that James Earl Jones was in sneakers until the... And then when it happened, it was kind of awkward because you were looking at me just to gauge my reaction as I'm doing this, like as I'm watching it. And, um, maybe I should do the same thing to you to make you know how it feels. I'm not going to be mad, though. <laughs> like, I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. Well, it's it's going to be it's, – it's, it's a good film. I think that um, – well, that, without really revealing much of anything, I think that um, it out of the, the three that we've watched so far – I think that this one's going to be more of a just uh, uh, fun for the heck of it type of film. Um, mine will probably more be more like that. Yours can be more artsy fartsy as we go. Along. Well, some of mine, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's plenty that I have in my you know back pocket that'll be hilarious that you've never seen. Okay. Like, I already have one in mind okay. that I want you to see. I feel like you'd really like it. But okay. um, but yeah, I mean, like this is this is what it's all about. Like, it doesn't. We're not discriminating strictly. Like, I'm True. not just gonna sit here and literally lay out my Criterion co- collection and be like, we have to pick one of these. <laughs> it's like uh, Salvador Dali's short films. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, Ryan. This is this is this is art. Yeah. And we're going to sit down, and you're going to like it. You are. <laughs> and if, when you tell me you don't like it, you're lying. Because I know see, what you're thinking. See, see I, I come from the school of thought that like movies are to be enjoyable, enjoyable. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's <laughs> it's funny. I want to. So this is like a quick, sort semi-related story. Okay. So I just talked about Criterion Collection, artsy fartsy junk, whatever. Yeah. Um, but when my brother and I were going to college um, for film, we had a particular class uh, on directing, how to direct in film. And so our professor told the class, hey, I'm going to make you guys watch this movie, Shadows, which is Criterion Collection by John Cassavetes. And he said, none of you will like it. I can almost guarantee none of you will like it. And when it was over, no one liked it. Except for me and my brother. Oh, God. We were the only ones who were like, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. Because of how, I'm not going to go in further detail, but like that 
that side of me exists. Okay. Clearly. Oh, God. But the other part is, I made you watch Sneakers. That's okay, not that's like... Okay, that's true. Well, you didn't really make... I mean, you asked. I asked you, you know. And, and it, was, it was a good choice. Yeah. And yeah. It, so, I have a huge... Because you're right. And this goes for anybody who's listening. When, when, when we talk about film in general, you cannot pigeonhole film to the Oscar-nominated films that you've seen in your life. You can. You can you can point to those as a very good um, yardstick. Yeah, as a baseline. But film is enjoyable and should be. And there's that's why there's so many different genres, so many different actors. That's why there's sequels made. That's why there's prequels made. There's so many stories to tell. And you can't just say, this is the only kind of acceptable film. There is a giant world out there full of amazing stuff, and we can't just be so narrow-minded, in my opinion. Okay, all right. You know, he knew. Even what though he, he subjected, well, I was subjected you to torture, but you liked the film, so oh, that, yeah, no. that just heightened your your love. Oh, I loved him so much more yeah. because yeah. he he had us watch so many different things like that, and pointed us in the right direction, but also took that stance. Like I was saying, there's so much out there. You can't just say this is the only good film. Man, you ate his crap. That, <laughs> that man gave me life. <laughs> okay. He fed my soul. Sure. All right. Hey. How dare you? <laughs> we're, we're running up on our 15 minutes. So I'm going to kick Jesse out of the room. I'm going to give you the description for Weird Science. So if you haven't read it or watched it, not read it. And then we will actually watch the film. It'll be 30 seconds for you. It'll be like... An hour and a half, two hours for us. We'll come back, and then Jesse's going to give us his thoughts on the movie. That's right, I am. So, take it away, my friend. With with pleasure. All right. Sounds like Jesse is out of the room. So, uh, weird science. Frankenstein legend takes an uproarious twist in this outrageous special effects-laden comedy from the writer-director of 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club, John Hughes. Critically acclaimed filmmaker John Hughes is at it again, giving it nerdy computer whiz and his best friend power to create the perfect woman. Like a computer-generated fairy godmother, the duo's out-of-this-world creation guides the pair through the pleasures and pitfalls of adolescence. With a rock beat supplied by many music superstars, including Oingo Boingo, saying Oingo Boingo, this far-out sci-fi fable brings everyone's favorite teen fantasies to life through the miracle of weird science. So, that's your description, and then we're going to go ahead and start watching it, and we will talk to you in 30 more seconds. Stay tuned. It's my creation. Is it real? It's my creation. All right, we are back with In Review with Jesse and Ryan, and we have just finished watching Weird Science. I think you had to sing it like the Oingo Boingo song, you know, the Weird Science. Weird Science. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> well, imagine that I did that. There you go. All right, cool. We're past that part. Okay. <laughs> First and foremost, two famous actors. Who were they? 
I saw Robert Downey. I did not see Robert Downey Jr., according to the credits. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This movie is so old that Robert Downey has decided not to even put the junior part in his name yet. Yeah. That was weird. Yep. Hence weird science. Yep. He 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 plays a little punk. Yeah. Yep. He does. He's gr- <laughs> It's weird too because everybody looks at Robert Downey Jr. And thinks, oh, look at this attractive human being. And then you see him as a high school student, and he has a big old gap in between his teeth. And he dyes his hair in a, in a gross, like, red, neon, almost color. It's just so strange Yeah, to with me. the flock of seagulls haircut, though, and the, the dressing <laughs> up like Boy George. I mean, come on. you got to give him some... Dude, he popped some... his collar. He was way ahead of his time. Uh, I mean, come uh, he was appropriate for his time, actually, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. But and, yeah, so there was him. Okay, Robert Downey. Yeah, and then there was the lovely, never disappointing, always brilliant... Texan. Bill Paxton. That's right. Time to pay the fiddler. That's oh right. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> as we started to watch it in the credits roll in the beginning, it showed Bill Paxton's name, and I was like, What? And I was like, dang it. Why did they show that? I didn't want them to show that. I completely forgot that the opening credits actually list all the actors. Because I'm so pumped for you to actually <laughs> see Bill Paxton and, and, and everything that he is in this role. Uh, what a jerk. Uh, <laughs> no joke, dude. So Bill Paxton plays Wyatt's older brother, yes. Chet. Chip. Chet. Chet. That's right. Sorry. She yeah. calls him Chip, and he says, my name is Chet. Yes. There we go. There you go. That's where I'm it right. from. And, uh, man, he's so mean to Gary and Wyatt the entire time. It's so interesting to me to see him in that role after seeing everything I've seen him in. Because this, this film, I'm just, from everything I just saw. <laughs> Which was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I... I can only assume what I just witnessed was John Hughes reverted to his teenage self and said, what would I want as a teenage boy to happen in a film? Okay. Yep. You're right. Um, So you've got the crappy older brother that's a jerk to you. So that's from the teenager point of view. Right. You've got the gorgeous woman that will literally do anything you say. Yes. You've got the Porsche or Ferrari of your choice. Voice. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, you're, you're you dress well. Yes, beautiful clothing. Uh, you're in a seedy bar, getting drunk and smoking cigars. Yeah, and being very racist. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall, sir, if you're listening, how dare you? <laughs> Wasn't his fault, John Hughes? How dare you? He accepted the role. Uh, he took on the mantle. Maybe it's the reason why we don't really see him in films anymore. Then <laughs> <laughs> he did. In all honesty, he did great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just just threw me off. When I found out that when we we found out that Weird Science was a John Hughes film, the first thing that went through my head was bullcrap. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a John Hughes film. But now looking at it through the lens of me finally like recognizing the fact that it's a John Hughes film, I see elements of it. Yeah. Right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, There's always the element... This is something, even in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where, like, the the characters take advantage of parents not being around, mm-hmm. right? It's an 80s thing. So, I mean, it's definitely what can we do now that they're not here. Yep. Because a, a lot of storylines, now that I think about it, if you go back, it's like... It is, it's that fantasy of you can do anything because your parents are gone. And, well, and you can get away with it. And not get in trouble. Yeah. 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 That's it, the caveat. Because, I mean, I would have loved to get gotten away with a lot of crap that I did when I was younger. But yeah. I never did. Right. Never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though. There are little things. I mean, even visually, as I was watching this, I... It, it, you have to really pay attention. It's not. I wouldn't even say strictly that it's an Easter egg, but you really have to watch because there's a lot of detail, and I'm sure I've missed plenty. But in the beginning, when they actually create uh, Lisa, mm-hmm. they have the doll on a table, but the table is the game of life. Ah, see, I didn't notice that. Right? Yeah. So I was like, they're giving life to their creation. That's true. That's how, true. How poetic. Um, one thing that I would love to find out, and I had said it while we were watching it, I, I don't actually know if that version of Frankenstein that they're watching in the background, if they actually made the scenes for, for that Frankenstein, or if that's actually from some 70s version. I bet they made it for the film. Yeah, it, it seemed like, like it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Um, naming her. They named her Lisa. Yes. All right. What's that a nod to? What do you think that's a nod to? I don't to? know that. The, I guess. I know that we, I'm. I may be reading into this, and I know what you want from me, and you're going to get it. Yeah. We both come from Apple. Yes. So, Steve Jobs. Yes, and that is exactly why he named her Lisa. Yeah. 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 So, if you don't know this, uh, Steve Jobs started his own company after he left Apple, and it was called. Um, oh something yeah um but one of the computers that he 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 created before he left the the last computer he created before he left right i think so anyways yeah steve jobs named the computer lisa and lisa is also his daughter's name Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a way in in there's actually a a great film about that specific storyline yeah where it's a it's a way of steve jobs acknowledging his parentage for lisa um, but back in the day, was also known for being a very crappy computer uh, in <laughs> yeah. the tech world. Um, I would say the same thing about the Lisa in the film. <laughs> she was horrible. <laughs> she she was... made their life hell. I mean, she, I say that. You say that, but she also kissed them. Yes. She also taught, uh, took them to horrible places. Well, like, okay, <laughs> not, I'm not selling this. Um, <laughs> yeah, she got cool their cars. lives... Yeah, cool cars, but they almost died by mutant freaking bikers that were from Mad Max. <laughs> like they were, all, it was a nightmare. <laughs> and John Hughes, I have no clue what you were doing when you when you were writing this film. I, you know, I mean, this is completely apart. Yeah, because like and you don't you don't even have like sixteen candles to to measure this up to. No, you can't. There's nothing in all his work. This is set apart. <laughs> I mean, they're creating, they're they're creating Lisa, and they do a nice little <laughs> wide shot of the house, and it's a stormy night, but surprise, the sky is blood red, blood red, and that's a thing. That's a thing. More than once. Yep. 
and and then lightning bolts that clearly are CG or whatever graphics they had at the time, and it just almost everything they did was just what can we do that would never happen in real life? Yep, yep. Everything, everything was a fantasy. They said things that nobody would say. That's true. I mean, it's some of it. I think is. There's certain things I'll say this much. There's certain lines that I thought were really natural and really funny and honest. Like when Lisa kisses Wyatt, she... Says he has rigor mortis. Yeah, and he says... I wasn't expecting you to kiss me. I mean, I was just... I I wasn't... uh, And he keeps talking during the kiss. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like that's fairly accurate for a 15-year-old boy with a gorgeous British woman that's just sucking your face. Sure, sure. But there are definitely forced things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable like 30 Half times. Of the times. Yeah. yeah. I, was just, yeah. <laughs> I, I am a shy viewer sometimes, guys. Just in general, I'm not. Like if you put me in an awkward situation, I feel okay because I can either say something or leave. There are options for me. <laughs> when you watch a film or a TV show, including, you know, especially like The Office comes to mind. Okay. There are so many Cringe times factors. you can't watch. You put your hands in front of your eyeballs, <laughs> you turn away, and you go, la, 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 la. You, can't, you try to make it go away. And that happened a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Okay. So did you like it, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like my choice for films for you are going to be these things where I know you have to finish watching it because we're making a podcast for being forced. You're like, because like at the beginning of this episode, you were like, Ryan, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna watch things. Like I had some things up my sleeve that I know you're gonna like, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. And I I'm thinking I have things up my sleeve, Jesse. I know that... you're going to cringe. <laughs> I've been waiting to see you physically cringe watching this, and it was so great to see it. And then to see the look of bewilderment on your face when when Bill Paxton turns into like this like pile of poo. <laughs> Dude, there's things like I mean, and even be oh, it's weird science. Yeah, well, there's also weird lines. <laughs> there's a great line. When I say great, I mean I don't know what it is. They're sitting in the bathroom. But, uh, what Gary's pacing, why it's on the toilet, and then what does wh- it call a fart? No, it- you, no, yeah. So right, was dead gum. We'll play the clip. You have to hear this part. Right. He says something like, "You're gonna float an air biscuit. Let me know, okay? Float a what? You're gonna fart. You're gonna squeeze cheese. Let me know, okay? I'll hit the fan. Hey, if you're gonna float a biscuit, let me know. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> and." I literally said, what? And then he says, what? Like, <laughs> I, thank you, because that makes no sense. I think that was part of the point. Um, I guess. Okay, so, all right, your verdict is you'll never watch it again, and that's no, fine. No, no, it's not true. <laughs> My, it's, it's kind of funny because, oh, gosh, besides the fact that it lives up to the weird part, <laughs> t- like, 10 out 11 out of 10 like it's went way crazy i enjoyed it because i thought about like this isn't entirely different from what any boy at that time would be like this would be awesome yeah 
to yep. get to play the hero even when when nearly every guy's like, man, I'm not that popular. I don't have a lot of friends. And suddenly this gorgeous woman shows up and you're making out with her and you're like, that sounds awesome. Fast cars. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have no parents around to tell me no. Like there's just a whole bunch of cool stuff and a lot of dangerous stuff to go with it. And yep. you're like, yep. this is kind of cool. You have the ability to like experience things you wouldn't and be a hero yep. in the process. End up with a girlfriend. That's the most important thing. I mean, that was the whole point of Lisa. She actually, instead of her being the perfect girlfriend, was the one that was segueing them into having a perfect relationship or, you know, the relationship. The girls they ever, they always wanted, they were able to get. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was something that was really clever as far as what John did because I had no clue what Lisa was going to do. Like, I, well, I say that. I feel like I was fairly accurate in my my prediction ish yeah no that's why i said it was kind of interesting like you you had enough going for you and your 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 assumptions that um yeah i'll give you credit for that um yeah. I, i'll give you credit for that but i didn't catch well i didn't think about the fact that as extreme as her measures were she did bring in some really valid points which also brought humor at the same time she was giving them life lessons like they end up being like so petrified that they go hide in a closet and she's talking to them and says this is an excellent chance for you to prove your bravery and courage those are outdated concepts all right those are outdated concepts <laughs> that's the best laugh out of the whole thing isn't it that was because gary brilliant line. gary delivers that line so yeah we, th- those are outdated concepts <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like no we don't need that that's not important yeah okay so um first movie we reviewed was a, a, a play that turned into a film that is arguably one of the best films out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, builds your frustration and, 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 and uh, uncomfortableness. Our, our second film was an 90s action film with very famous actors that quite honestly uh, was interesting. Uh, and you would say that Weird Science is a what? I would say that it is... An 80s teen comedy. <laughs> and that's about all I can say. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop it there. Okay, so. Yeah, I, you know, a mixed fantasy in with it. I feel like it, it's not sci fi, but it's it's like an 80s teen fantasy comedy. I like it. So, um, so movie number four, podcast number four. Are we going to give them any form of insight, or do you think we, maybe we should just kind of. Well, okay. Yeah, we'll give you. Here's what I would say as far as the listeners, guys. What we'll do is post three films that both Ryan and I have not seen ever that we know, at least in general, would be considered classics. You know, uh, as far as the films are concerned. Yeah. So so let's let let's let's list them out. And uh, be kind of cool if we could lay like a, a line or two from the film. Well, we'll you don't want to we'll, listen. We'll, out. we'll see. We might we we might drop like a separate little promo thing. Ah. I just want to tease here because Ooh. this is where if you guys go to our Facebook page, yes, you go to our Twitter page, you go to our Instagram, especially. What are our Twitter and Instagram handles? So they're facebook.com/slash in review podcast. 
twitter.com slash in review podcast and instagram.com slash in review podcast wow that's so easy to remember yeah it's like you thought about this i really you know it just came to me yeah that's true because you know you are a champion absolutely <laughs> you are too sir oh thank We're you so a couple much. of ch- beautiful champions here well guys i really hope that you're enjoying the podcast we're enjoying doing it for you and we're excited to see which one y'all vote for so keep an eye on it for our social media we'll be posting it pretty much immediately after this podcast comes out but this has been in review my name's ryan my name's jesse and we will catch you on the flip side yeah